All right, happy Tuesday morning, I guess it is. It's Monday over on our time. And the first thing I think we should do right as we jump in is Kanye West just released an album and it was hot, stanky trash. Oh my God. Wow. You didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. <laughs> and this is like, so regardless, I think this is important to talk about because regardless of what you think about his music, he could do literally anything and it would sell absolutely anything yeah i mean if you look at his clothing and his shoes uh for sure i think that proves that he just has this golden aura around him where he can put anything out and people will just eat it up and i don't know whether it's a mob mentality or not but um as a consumer of his products myself <laughs> i know that I was one of the originals on the hype, so I'm not a part of the mob mentality, and I will die on that hill. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I understand. I mean, I, we, we grew up in the golden era where he was actually a pretty good artist, and I can understand why people liked him so much. I get it. And then, you know, now everything he puts out is like, it, it's like half of it's a sermon, and the other half is just bad, just plain bad. Like, the first song on the album is just him repeating the name of the album for 52 seconds. It, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> well... I see. I think the big thing there is Donda was his mother's first name who passed. So like, this is like all an homage to her, but he did go a little overkill. He didn't need 50 seconds of that to start the album. Well, if he's going to um, do a tribute, you think you do a better job. Jeez. Holy cow. Yeah. But I will say the song jail, I did like, that's one that's probably the only song that jumped out at me on the album. And I could probably play, I could see myself playing five years down the road. Well, regardless, the whole point of going down this road is that later on, probably at the end, we're going to do top three people of our, on our lists that could literally fart in a jar and it would sell and do anything. Because there, there are these people out there that can just do this. Like they've, for whatever reason, have built these brands up that you, <laughs> they could do anything, absolutely anything. They could rebrand something that already exists and people would buy it for three times more than it is originally. It's ridiculous. But... Masters of marketing, I guess, or I don't know. I, I think it's a psychology thing. I think if you understand psychology, you can understand economics. But that's that's not where we're going to start. We're going we're gonna to end on that because I think that'll be fun to do the, the top threes again. So where I wanted to start is I, I we have two pieces of Tesla news. I, I love the Tesla news. I think it's a lot of fun. The first one's personal and the second one's actually professional. So <laughs> the personal one has hit me as I was driving home. And I... Nothing, nothing makes me more sad than whenever I see a Tesla drive by and they have like a really horrible, cheesy license plate. It says like, boo gas or like, I'm the green one. It just, you're, it's killing its own brand. And if, if Elon was smart, he would absolutely denounce these people and be like, stop doing this. This is stupid because you're, you're hurting more than you're helping. I, I hate it. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I agree. I think Tesla should have something sweet as a license plate. They should have like a LED screen, like a rectangular LED screen that's weatherproof on the back. And whenever you buy one, I don't know how it's linked with the DMV, but like instead of like a physical thing, it should just light up with your numbers. And then that's a great idea. I don't know. I love that. It's electric. Yeah. yeah so the electricity could keep it going. Uh, I don't know. I think that'd be better than letting people do whatever they want with it and disgracing his vehicle. <laughs> well, that's a fun. I'd never thought about that. That's a really fun idea. And that's like, that kind of fits the theme of, you know, the future and all that goodness. I, I just mean like, because you can write whatever you want in your license plate and people get these stupid things. And I'm like, all right, well, 80% of the world is looking at you being like, this is why I'll never own one of these. I'm like, oh, darn. Every time I go to defend the company, because I absolutely, I love the company, love the, love the CEO and founder. I think he's a total weirdo. And I love the product. I mean, we have Teslas in our family and they're, they're fun. They're fun. They're useful. I can see why most people, I don't want one because 
I like different things in cars. I like the boom and the zoom, but I, I can see why it would appeal to most people, but some people are ruining it for everyone. Like, just stop doing that. It's, ugh, it's horrible. Now, the other one that I think is really funny that just came out, it's not funny, it, it's kind of sad and it's kind of annoying. Um, so there was another report came out that a Tesla with autopilot engaged ran into another car and I hate when these stories break because then everyone's like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Is that the robots are going to take over? I'm like, no, it's just there were some stupid kids that got in the back seat and thought that they could turn on autopilot. You can't do that. It's driver assist. We've talked about that before. So here's where it's ironic. It ran into a cop car. This is not the first time this has happened. I think two out of three reports that autopilot has run into a cop car. So I, <laughs> I have a theory. I think Elon's making a political statement. <laughs> I don't think it's broken. <laughs> I think he knows Elon's exactly what he's doing. The, Elon's leading the revolution against the police. Yep, he's with got his the, vehicles. He's he's uh he's apparently pro defund the police. So I thought that was I thought that was great. I was like, I'm pretty sure no one got hurt in these. The ones where they do run into the cop cars, I don't think anyone's been hurt so far. I just think it's really funny. It's like and it's always stopped cars too. They just the Tesla looks at it and it's like, oh yeah, target acquired. <laughs> Boom. See, it makes me it makes me wonder. I'd love to know the background of these cases because if it's a stop police car, it makes me think, okay, were they trying to get people in a speed trap and have their headlights turned off at night and got hit? Could or, the radar like, have something to do with it? Could it mess up yeah. the... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point, actually. Something to figure the out. The radar is a good point. Maybe the radar picks it up some... I don't know how the technology works. I just learned how radar guns work the other day, so... Don't they, like, bounce a beam and figure out the time it takes to come back? That's what I thought. Yeah, and uh, I've also read that if so, if a police officer is sitting on the side of the road and shoots the radar gun, and you're in the right lane going the speed limit, and someone in the left lane zooms by you, mm -hmm. it can't distinguish between the cars. It picks up on the faster ones. So if the cop isn't paying attention and hits, gets the the reading that someone's speeding and looks up and just sees your slow car in the right lane and you misses screwed. the one in the left. You're getting pulled over. Oh, that's horrible. I didn't know that. That's a total bummer. Yeah. Man, we got to fix that. Or just all get radar jammers because <laughs> yeah. I think it's really stupid that we still have speed laws. Speed laws don't make any sense to me. Well, regardless. That, all right, so that's another point. So this is another thing I was driving home. And I was sitting there and I was like, okay, if you want to make money, you solve problems, right? I was like, one of the biggest problems that we physically have is rush hour traffic. It makes everyone miserable now that we're all going back to offices and workplaces. And we're on the, we're on the job sites doing stuff, getting stuff done. Fighting through traffic is horrible. And... Traffic's not a technology problem. It's a people problem. <laughs> I, just, mm -hmm. I, I can sit there and look up the road and see where everything is screwed up. And I'm like, wait, I can't solve this problem. There's no like mechanical fix without having the cars actively talk to each other. But I can't do that. I don't really know how to solve that problem. But it's very frustrating because it's, it's a psychology problem. It's everyone's merging at once, cutting each other off. This would be so easily fixed if it was all orderly and neat. So... I don't know. Someone figure that out. You'll be a millionaire immediately and you will never have to work a day in your life because that is a huge problem that everyone would thank you for. Well, that's what I'm not being ageist here, but I'd, I'd like to think a lot of the times <laughs> it's the elderly population causing traffic. And I know they're not, you know, maybe in rush hour coming home from work, but maybe they were out getting their groceries. So I will also die on the hill that after you're the age of 70, you you should be retaking your driver's test every five years or something like that. And I still think you should have checkups even. I think they have to make the driver's test more strict. I think it's just ridiculous, like a monkey could pass it down here at least. But that's... Oh, anyone get their license, yeah. It's awful. I, I mean, but the problem is that cars are getting so much smarter and we're getting dumber, but it's compensating for itself. So, like, the technology is catching up to a point where it can base... 
most new cars will alert you and at least make an effort to try and stop you if you're about to do something really stupid. They don't have full control, obviously, but I know like the Teslas, especially the electric cars will, they will make an effort. They will say, no, we're going to do pretty much everything in our power to stop you from hitting it, which is good and bad. And on the good side, obviously it's like, okay, we're probably going to save some lives, save some broken arms. But on the bad side, you're like, all right, we're getting dumber. We're literally letting ourselves get dumber. And it's kind of a problem. Yeah. If, I mean, we don't see it now because our generation is used, at least for the past six years or seven years, however long we've had our license to driving old 2008 vehicles without this help. Mm -hmm. I know you used to have your um, uh, Mr. Whiskers. I had an old Toyota Camry, yeah. Yeah, so like we all know what it's like to drive those cars, but then it's the future generations who won't know what it's like without that technology and then they're just going to continue to progressively get dumber generation after generation and they won't even know they're getting dumber or less capable so i have a positive spin zone to this because think about so the way the technology works obviously is that we just learn to adapt with it and learn differently so think about all the things that we don't have to do nowadays because we have phones and cars and stuff like that so maybe it's not as bad as i'm making out making it out to be i that's my hope i want to i want to spin that in a positive way and say I think maybe it'll all work out. Maybe it'll be okay. We'll just learn in a different way. It's very true. The first thing I thought of when you said that, though, was the calculator on my iPhone. Oh, yeah. And I cannot remember the last time I had to do longhand math. But the problem is I could never do a division problem longhand if I don't have a calculator with me anymore nowadays. Yeah, but you won't ever need to. I mean, I do the same thing. It's like you can literally – so yeah. problem solving is, I think, something we should teach in schools indefinitely because it doesn't really matter if you can do stuff like long division. If you can – quickly and efficiently figure out how to solve the problem or outsource the work, you can do better. I saw something on Twitter today that was absolutely great. Guy said, offered my kid $10 to mow the lawn. He said, if I find someone who can do it for five, can I keep the other five? I didn't know whether to be terrified or horribly impressed. <laughs> I said, your, your kid's a genius. Like That's the way it should be. Outsource to someone who can do it more efficiently, manage and organize, be done. It's very smart. Same I never even thought about everything. that. Yeah, I mean, like, outsource the work to Google. Google's doing it for free. Why not? All you have to do is, you know, sacrifice a quarter of a second to look at the advertisement. That's their that's their price. It's funny. Talking about outsourcing, actually, I just started my uh, new semester of grad school. Um, for any listeners out there that didn't know I'm in grad school. Yeah. Um, but the one thing they talked about was how, let's say you have a billboard company and you need to figure out how many people drive by a billboard at a certain time on a certain day. So you could either pay someone a lot of money to go sit out there and count, or companies like Google and Verizon already have this data because they have the GPS technology to know, all right, how many phones pass by this spot at this given time uh -huh. on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. So what could Verizon do? They could sell that information or they could go start their own billboard company. And I guess companies like Google are already doing this where the data just generates more data and it becomes a self-fulfilling process till, yep. till they can just have a company every sector and control everything. You're absolutely right. Yep. Nope. We're just getting faster and data rules the world. If you have it, everyone wants it. I mean, companies mm -hmm. can use that kind of stuff and they're, oh, it's, it's all, it's all diabolically genius. And I love it because on one end, we're going to get the stuff that we want quicker. On the other end, when when does the control end? Like when 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 are you when do you lose control of what you actually want? But at the same time, your life is improved. I don't know. I go back and forth on that a lot. It's a good point. Instagram knows what I want better than what I want. I'll be scrolling <laughs> it's in. I can't <laughs> tell you. Oh man, I have this horrible habit. Sometimes if it's like a weekend and I'll go out with friends and we'll have a couple of drinks and everything, you know, I'll get home, be feeling really good. 
I open up social media and it'll put like it'll put like a book in front of me and I'll be like, ooh, ooh, that looks really good. <laughs> you just tap the thing, it, it sends you to Amazon. He pulls it up and it's like, you could have this for $8.99 and it could be in your door in four days. And I'm like, what could it hurt? <laughs> so I just tap the button. I totally forget about it. It literally slips my mind because it's, you know, two weeks until I do my whole rebalance and set everything up again. Three days later, a book shows up at my door and I'm like, oh. Thanks past me. <laughs> yeah. that. It gives you that buy now with one click and you don't have to even verify your payment or anything. It's just boom receipt. That thing is, that thing <laughs> is evil. I held off on putting my credit card into Amazon for so long and then eventually mm -hmm. I did it and it ruined my life. It's like, it's so easy to do stuff now. I love it. I hate it and I love it. It's terrifying. I worry about in the event that I ever have a child one day, they can just get on my iPad and order the world. Oh man. Well, so on the other side of that, because kids, like whenever our generation has kids and they are now slowly, but surely it's horrifying, not horrifying. Congratulations to anyone who is our age having kids, but it's terrifying to me, however, as a 24 year old, um, those kids are just gonna grow up with that knowledge, I think inherently, like they're going to learn, okay, we have this power, here's how you learn it. And it's going to be one of those things like when you're on the monkey bars and you fall off and you scrape your knee and you go, okay, don't fall, fall hurts. You, you're going to learn once or twice. You're going to go, okay, push button, dad angry. Like that's what it's going to be. So they're just going to learn not to do that. Or maybe like ask and figure out what it's, it's all, it's compounding knowledge. I'm actually kind of excited for it. I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Hey, advancement of any kind is good. Just uh, teaching financial responsibility is going to be something you're going to have to do at a much younger age now, because I see all these stories even back uh, when Fortnite peaked, I, I guess it might even still be peaking, oh, no. but you see all these stories about parents' credit card, $2,500 and right. V-Bucks, yep. which yep. is the digital currency of the game. So You're absolutely right about that, is that kids discovered early, the, the sneakiness, we used, you know, our sneakiness used to be physical, like actually sneaking around doing stupid stuff. Now it's sneaking around on the internet, which is entirely different. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm forced to have high hopes for it. I think I think it's going to teach financial responsibility early. I think the like the pain points are. You, ah, damn it! That brings up another point: is that it's not painful to spend on a credit card. It's painful to spend in cash. I don't know. I think maybe that's a topic for another time. We're getting too deep into this. I say that's definitely something we can talk about. But I don't know. I think spending on a credit card hurts me just as much as me spending money. But I'm special, so other people can swipe that piece of plastic and have no remorse. And to those people kudos uh, that's me i'll see if i can find an article on it they did there have been scientific studies that like it actually hurts you physically to spend cash and credit cards trigger like the dopamine where you get happiness from spending so I, i'll see if i could find one of those articles and link it they're always very interesting and i like them because they scare me too but they're not that scary because it just means we're learning very true all right learning is painful sometimes it has to be or else you won't so Moving on, another interesting one is that Peloton, Peloton stock is just absolutely tanking and they're having trouble with their revenue numbers. And it's because everyone's setting up their home gyms and they're realizing they're like, oh, well, Peloton kind of got them into it. They're like, all right, yeah, we started with the bike and now they're like, well, we want to build like a whole home gym now. And they move on to the weights and they get everything done. So all these little boutique home gym uh, companies are doing really well, especially in places like California, Texas, Florida. Uh, high spending kind of like emphasizing luxury life areas. And I think that's kind of awesome because we have a massive obesity problem going on. And like if, if having a home gym is like hot and cool, it's going to push more people to do that. And those are good products that we can be spending on. And at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I, 
I like going to the gym, but I also really, really enjoy having a gym close by and it makes it easier to work out because you have no excuses. I agree. And it's that mob mentality that we started the show off with, show off with and are going to end the show on. You see it become the new trendy thing to own a Peloton. Everyone goes out and buys a Peloton. But the mm -hmm. next thing you know, oh, wait, if I just get some weights, I don't have to pay Peloton $50 a month for their services. Right. I didn't even know there was a <laughs> membership. You know, I, yeah, I only thought it was like you, you pay five grand for a bike and you go from there, which is already absurd. But I mean, yeah, the membership thing is where they probably made all their money, right? I would assume it's it's a recurring subscription and that's where you get the revenue that just keeps rolling in. Yeah, just constant cash flow. Well, I think it's also important because it improves the value of houses, which I mean, I mean, we <laughs> we have massively overpriced housing right now, you could argue. And it's because everyone's trying to buy a house in one of four areas. But at the same time, it's it's just improving everything overall. It's like if you're moving in to a house that doesn't have a home gym and one that's already spent, God, up to like hundred grand. I mean, I, some of the prices in these articles were getting absurd, but uh, someone who spent a hundred grand in their home gym, their house is going to be so much more appealing. And I don't know, maybe it's like a car where it doesn't really build into the price if you've been working on it. So better product, less, you just have to factor in as a sunk cost. It's going to be interesting in the next few years to figure out how to price a house based on the home gym. Yeah, it would be awesome to have the home gym too, because then you save money on gym memberships and other stuff like that, transportation costs to go to the gym. And uh, you save time and time's definitely the most valuable resource. But I was going to say, whenever I was looking to purchase a house, we were looking at a townhome and it had a home gym and a sauna in it. Ooh, and it sauna. surprisingly was uh, reasonably priced, uh, probably around our budget, you know, 250 to 275. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted it, but the location just wasn't right. You said so there was, was a, a sauna, sauna in the house? Yeah, it was like a mini oh little God. sauna down in the gym. So I know, right? I would kill for that. You got to tell my roommate about that sometime. He would love that too. But <laughs> oh, wow, that'd be awesome. So that's what I'm wondering if it's a sunk cost or not. And I don't think we're going to know basically until this market cycle ends and we have to reset, find the new housing market cycle. That's when we're going to kind of figure out how we want to price it. And the real estate world is going to have a real fun time trying to do it. Yeah, the next 10 years in the real estate world are going to be an interesting time for I, sure. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, so then on the other <laughs> end of fitness, uh, Krispy Kreme has some interesting stuff going Ooh. on as we're going to switch from fitness to donuts. So what Krispy Kreme has been doing recently I thought was very interesting. They've been buying out a bunch of their franchisees because they realized that they weren't able to actually get anything done. So the board of directors, the CEO, and all, pretty much everyone on top was like, all right, it takes us months to get everyone on board of any project because we have to talk to hundreds and hundreds of these franchisees and none of them are on the same page, none of them want to do the same thing. So they started buying them out and they did that using debt. And so in the capital stack, which is I'm a finance guy, we're going to go on a slight finance tangent real quick. Debt is always considered, always considered, not always, but always considered cheaper than equity. Equity meaning issuing stock for your company. So debt is going to be, you get a big old loan from the bank and you pay it off slowly with the interest and all that. Equity is considered more expensive. All right, got that baseline. This is where it gets interesting. So what they did is they took out a whole bunch of debt to buy out their franchisees. And then they issued stock in order to pay down that debt and reconsolidate it. That's kind of backwards. So they issued the debt first, the cheap, the cheap debt, or they, they took on the cheap debt. And then they issued the equity, which is expensive to them, in order to pay down the debt. I think they did that backwards. I don't, I, I'm not seeing the logic at all. Yeah, I agree. The whole purpose of debt is so that you don't have to issue equity exactly. and cost yourself that cost. Yep. So why would you 
do both when you could have just done one. Right. So I couldn't figure it out, but all it want, all it made me want to do is one, go get a donut, and two, I'm definitely going to be buying some stock tonight. And that's not a recommendation for or against. <laughs> I'm just, I, it's uh, the ticker's a D nut if you'd like, but I'm definitely going to go get some D nut. That is not financial advice. No, it, it definitely <laughs> is not. Uh, invest at your own risk, and I mean, based on what we just said, you you'd probably be better off shorting it than you would. But I wouldn't ever bet against donuts. America loves donuts. That's true. And franchising. Now that you brought that up, one of the greatest franchise minds of all time. Uh, what what's the guy? You ever seen that movie from McDonald? It's the McDonald's movie, but the guy's name's like Ray Kroc or Ray Crocker or something. I actually he don't is, know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Sorry. he is. I gotta look up the movie and let you know. But it's the movie about how McDonald's became the company that it is today. And so it started as a little mom and pop burger joint on the West Coast or in the South. And uh, it was just one little restaurant, like um, just like a local restaurant, a dive bar. Mm -hmm. And uh, this guy, Ray Kroc, Ray Kroc or something like that, he came along, was like, I could market and mass produce this. It is such an easy burger to make, mm -hmm. easy fries. And he, he says, he always tells people he was in the real estate business, not the franchising business. Right. He would buy up the land, he would own the land that each of these McDonald's were on, and then he'd franchise them out. And it is just one of the greatest stories ever if you're, inter if you're interested in franchising. So I think I know what movie you're talking about. I don't know the name of it. We're going to find it after the show, and we're going to link it in the show notes, because I, I do know, remember what you're talking about. It's interesting. So do you happen to know if you do like a ground lease? Like, would he basically just keep the land and let them build on it? I think so. I don't know the legality of all it. And yeah, his name was Ray Kroc, and the movie's called The Founder. There it is. It's really good. Okay. But I don't know how the uh, the contracts work out and all that, but somehow he was able to own the land that all these McDonald's franchises sat on. And so he was more or less in the real estate business than in the restaurant or hamburger business. It's genius. And it, it is a sad story because the original people who owned the McDonald's, the guy's name was Dick McDonald. Um, Great name, they got by screwed the way. Out of Great their, name. Yeah. <laughs> they got screwed out of their company because they didn't own the land of the other McDonald's. They just had their one. So. Well, no one's ever accused real estate guys of being super honorable. I'm not proud of that. I do my best to make sure I always do good business. But um, so mm -hmm. just, I have to, I do have to flex my real estate muscles here. So that does sound a lot like a ground lease, which is a really cool way of doing things where basically you do, you own the land and you lease the land out so they can do whatever the heck they want on it. So basically you'd sell them the rights to build a franchise there. They'd own the franchise, but at the end of the day, you still own the dirt under it, which means that you still have, you have control in the weirdest way possible. It's, it's interesting. It happened. It happens a lot more than you think. Yeah. That definitely sounds like probably what it would be that make the most sense. And there's your little history lesson of how McDonald's became the billion dollar company with McDonald's literally everywhere. Yeah. Today. Oh God, they are everywhere. They keep popping up every time I see it. <laughs> we, talked, we talked about obesity issues and then McDonald's and donuts all in the same episode. Home gyms. Home gyms to Krispy Kreme to McDonald's. All right. I've got one more small one. Uh, I didn't know if we wanted to touch on hurricane. The hurricane thing is just a mess. I don't even know if we want to go there, but then we can do our top threes. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, the last small one. This is super fun. I love this. So a 21-year-old last week hacked T-Mobile and compromised over 100,000 different people's T-Mobile accounts. And 
whenever they interviewed him, and I was kind of confused. I was like, wait a minute, this dude did like a, he committed like a big old crime, and they just kind of like casually interviewed him. Like, hey man, how'd you do it? And his uh, his quote was, yeah, their security actually kind of sucks. Like, it was pretty easy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, 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 this is great. So if you're the owner of T-Mobile, step number one, immediately get this guy on the phone and say, hey, would you like a job? <laughs> just If you could get through it, Tell me how to fix it. I will listen to you. <laughs> so I don't know if they did that or not. I don't think they did, but that is a that would be a massively missed opportunity if they didn't. So I think we've talked about um, a similar position on the pod before, but I think these this needs to be a position that corporate America and these large Fortune 500 companies invest in. There are so many kids out there who have this ability, whether it's a good ability or not, they have the ability to hack into these websites. You got 18 to 25 year olds that can literally bring down an empire if they wanted to. Yeah. So why not pay them to fight for the good guys? I'm sure tell they, you how to stop it. Well, I'm sure they try, but they're too busy, uh, you know, buying up NFT tulips and making millions of dollars. <laughs> That's true. I guess they don't need the job. Yeah, they don't want so. a job. But you know, shoot, you're saying all these kids. If you know any programmers, send them my way. I have tons of ideas that I need a programmer for. I just can't do. That goes for everyone else. You know, submissions.feelgoodfinance.gmail.com. Send programmers my way. I will happily compensate you if you know we make money. But regardless, I always think that's a fun topic. And um, oh, do you want to do the hurricane or not? I don't know if I want to. Um, I don't know. I just think all we need to say is, you know, it's a horrible tragedy. Yeah. Uh, there's no other way around it. It's a bomb. Um, <laughs> and what else I would say is this isn't financial advice, but I'd bet on the Saints because last time Louisiana got <laughs> rocked by a hurricane, they won the Super Bowl. So that... Jameis Winston, MVP, Saints Super Bowl. That's my guess. You heard it here, folks. Why don't we do that? Why don't we actually put like five bucks on it just in case? It's not a bad idea because when Katrina hit, they – like the last time I remember them winning the Super Bowl, so <laughs> I'll do it. I'm, I, I'm a, I've been on the Jameis bandwagon too. I've been telling my parents he's uh, MVP of the league this year. Mark my words. All right, my famous Jameis Winston story will we'll be super quick, and then we'll do top threes. So my favorite, my favorite one is when he had the same amount of touchdowns, interceptions in the same season, and someone was like hey, how does this happen? Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, I literally can't see. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, no, like, I need eye surgery. I actually can't see who I'm throwing it to. I just hit, I just hit someone every time. True story. <laughs> Javis is the best, and he gets no, he might get a little bit more respect now, but he got no respect or love from anyone. And I think the media slandered his name and personal image across all outlets. And that's why people think he's terrible. Well, yeah, he's kind of an yes, idiot. He threw, yeah. <laughs> he's a flaming Yes, he idiot. did stupid stuff in college. I've done stupid stuff in college. The man <laughs> was playing in the NFL and needed eye surgery. He's a moron. Yeah. However, he is a brilliantly... But he's a good quarterback. Yes, he is a good quarterback, and he's an incredibly rich man. And I guess I can't say much about that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into top threes. We're approaching our time limit. So I'm going to let you go first again, only because I properly prepared. I came with six because I had a feeling that you were going to take some of mine, but we're going to see. So I'm ready to go. You can't take all mine. All right. My first one I'm going to do isn't a person, but it's something that they can continue to put this out in the market and people will just buy it up because of the name. And that's anything with the words Call of Duty on it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I buy it every single year. I give them $60 and it is like clockwork. It can be a terrible game and I'll play it one time and I'm still gonna give them my $60 just because I remember the good old days of Modern Warfare 2 when I was, I don't know, 14 years old. 
That's so a, yeah, that's that's a brand that will sell till the end of time, and it will just never die. <laughs> it's so yeah, true. Yeah, it'll never go away. It's one of those things that yeah, I'm I'm upset that I'm kind of in the same boat, and I just you just can't help it because you're like, well, what if this one's great? What if I have time? And then you still don't have time. You still have to work every day. Like <laughs> <laughs> your job doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, nothing nothing has changed, and you're still you get on there, and you know it's 9:30 at night. You're like, okay, I have 30 minutes. I can enjoy 30 minutes of video games. And I get to go to bed, and you get on there. You lose for three rounds because everyone is on there all the time, and then you're like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Uh, that was a fun bummer. $60. Oh, shoot. We forgot to talk about something. All right. Let's do this real quick. We're going to hit on it super, super quick, and it's going to be awesome because this is a very controversial topic. But all right. My first one, Beyonce. Go on Twitter. Try to talk anything bad about Beyonce. You're going to get wrecked. If you haven't done it, give it a shot. It's adrenaline pumping. <laughs> That's a very good point. She has a very loyal following, and I would not ever talk ill of Queen B. Yeah, I didn't know what she's ever done. I don't really care for her music at all, but I... I, nothing against her. I actually think she's probably a wonderful human. I don't, I'm sure she's done some great stuff. But either way, she's one of those invincible creatures that you just, it's like a unicorn. You can't touch it. If you touch it, everyone will dogpile you immediately and be like, you are wrong. All right. Very true. You're number two. All right. My number two is another uh, thing, not really a person, but my number one in honorable mention were people. But it's the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, that's a good uh, one, too. Yep. Damn They're it. on like number nine or, <laughs> yeah, I think nine now. And there's no slowing down. I mean, they might release another nine. And somehow, people still continue to go and see them. I'm one of the ones that continues to go and see them. I'll keep buying them. And give them my money yep. every time. Yep. Nope. They're just, they're absolutely invincible. I And, well, like, the thing is that that was a franchise where as soon as everyone realized, like, oh, wait, nobody actually thinks these are good. We go because they're bad. That's when everyone's on the board. Like, you're, you're good. You're set. Yeah, you go to see the cheesiness and see cars go fast. Yep. That's uh, about it. Absolutely. All right. Mine isn't, mine's a bit of a pander pick for number two, but it's worth mentioning just because of how powerful they are, the Kardashians. I mean, those are an example of people that no matter what, if you like them, you are in for the long run. You will do anything for them. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people do ridiculous stuff for these people. I've seen tattoos, like just unbelievable <laughs> permanent stuff. And you're like, what are you doing? Why do you care about this stupid family so much? Yeah, the Kardashians, I would say they have no talent, but they have become genius business personalities. I think they run their businesses very well, but they have that cult following where their makeup might be no better than the next person's makeup because it has the Kim or Kylie name on it. You're going to pay an extra 20 bucks. Yep. Yep. No, I actually, I, I, I'm actually same boat as you. Give them total business props. They've completely got it down and they know exactly what they're doing. They play the stupid card, but they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. All right. What's your number one? My number one is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, damn it. You did take one of mine. No, <laughs> that was my number, number one. one. No. <laughs> he could sell anything. Absolutely anything. Think alike. Shoot. But no, I think that man runs the world right now. He's in every movie. Sometimes I literally asked my dad this the other day. I said, how does he have time to film all these movies? Because he'll have three come out at the same exact time. And I'm just stunned. He, the guy never sleeps. He has a clothing brand, which I wear myself. Shoes, which I also wear myself. <laughs> tequila, which I drink myself. Hey, this tequila is not that good. <laughs> it's just, eh, maybe it isn't the cheapest, but. But eh, I, same as most people, bought it because it had his name on it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yep. why I bought it. I so. couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I saw it. I, he was he was advertising it, and I was like, I would I would literally buy anything this man said because he's got such a big old smile and he's just so friendly looking. Yeah, and I mean he's one of those people that 
you got to stop and wonder, has he ever done anything wrong in his life? Because it seems like he can't make a bad move and everyone loves him. Well, I mean, yeah, he's he's got a winning brand. Like he brands himself as just a nice guy, but he's also so ginormously huge that there's nothing you can do about it. So a good, a good buddy of mine, his name's Chance Galloway. He actually has a podcast called The Relentless Life with Chance Galloway. Definitely give it a listen. He talks about health and fitness and stuff. Not at all what we talk about. And he got to meet The Rock. He was on one of his shows as a backup. It was um, the Titan Games at NBC, something like that. So he got to meet him. And the story he told me was great. Uh, you should get in contact and ask him if you want the actual one. But essentially, the story was is that... <laughs> Chance was, he was sitting on his laptop doing work while they were getting ready for auditions and Dwayne The Rock Johnson goes up and goes, hey, what's this guy doing? Watching porn or something? And like slaps him, you know, the entire tent erupts in laughter and there's nothing you can do. So Chance is like, yeah, I just laughed and like smiled and was like, yeah, he, he got me. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> the man's invincible. There's nothing you can do. He's just huge. <laughs> I'm silently dying over here because that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yeah, true story. Oh seriously. God. And yeah, I guess no one says a bad thing about him because do you really want to be the person that's going to say something bad about him? God. Yeah, you're right about that. That's something you don't want to do because everyone's going to be like, why are you hating on the nice guy? Mm -hmm. All right. Last one is another somewhat pander pick. I think I'm the big loser of this round. I couldn't come up. You came up with some really good ones. I'm going to do Elon Musk just because for the same reason, he yeah, anything he does... 200 dudes on Twitter and finance vests are going to hop on and be like, that's why he's a genius. Like, no, he's actually trolling all of you. Like he doesn't care, but, and he, he could do anything and he would have people defending him to the end of the earth. And even with all his stupid mistakes that he makes, like he tweets stuff that you can't tweet because it's like private company information. People try to sue him and then it just doesn't work. It just doesn't go through because everyone's like, yeah, you just can't do that. He's, he's untouchable, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and he can sell anything. I mean, the guy sold 5,000 flamethrowers to fund his <laughs> one Tesla model. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep. The pre-sale of flamethrowers in order to fund the production of a car is ridiculous. And that is that <laughs> should go down in history books, in business marketing books, as one of the greatest moves of all time. Greatest worst moves. Yeah. I was tempted to give him $500 for a flamethrower. And then I thought, what would I use a flamethrower for? But then I thought again, what wouldn't I use yeah. a flamethrower for? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... I had the same thought. <laughs> You're like, I just really want one. Like, you just, you just, you could hang it. You could just hang it and be like, yeah, that's my flamethrower. And you're like, well, why do you need a flamethrower? Why don't you need a flamethrower? <laughs> exactly. It's like, hey, you want to go roast some mallows? Yeah, let me light a fire real quick. <laughs> oh, you, you still use a grill? Oh, <laughs> peasant. <laughs> I graduated to the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grills are so 19. Oh, I don't know. Grills are so. Grills are so 21st century. <laughs> Yeah, I'm living in tomorrow, bud. See you oh, there. I love it. Okay, Wait, one more thing. This is totally worth talking about. I don't want to put it off. China is literally trying to ban online video games. Oh, I have heard murmurings of this. Yep. What are the details? Yep. They're they're like putting kids on some weird schedule where you're like you can't play video games during the week and you can only do it on certain days and like certain times during the weekends. And I feel weird. I feel really weird about this because the reason they gave was it's to it's to try to solve all of the mental and social issues and illnesses we're running into with kids and how they're not, they're neglecting their families and their schoolwork and everything. And I'm like, well, well, shit, they actually have a point. But like forcing someone to do something is always the wrong way to do it. I was going to say, seems like they're 10 years behind us on this, except they're actually forcing it into, into being a thing because we've done the whole video games equals bad here in America before too. Like oh, yeah. parents, 
don't play GTA, your son will become a car thief. Yeah. Or don't let them play Call of Duty, he'll become a murderer. We've done, I mean, we've been down this road before in America and it, it's resulted in nothing. It actually resulted in your kids and eye coordination might be better. But maybe they also see my brain immediately jumps to the generation of TikTokers we have, but we have no truck drivers and they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> do we do we want a population of of social media influencers and then we can't get anything accomplished? Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like no, the Chinese government—they're the very industrious. I would not put it past them to have looked at those numbers and been like, "Yeah, no, we literally just need more construction workers," and that's why we're banning them. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like it's like yeah, you go drive that truck across China here for the next uh, fourteen days, and when you get back. Then you can have an hour of online video games. Absolutely wild. I just I just try to imagine what that would look like here if the the, the government actively tried to ban people from playing video games. It was just it just wouldn't work. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. <laughs> no, people would not we love stand it too much. for it. Yep. Yeah. The kids are all over it. All right. Well, <laughs> that was worth touching on. We definitely ran way over, so that's gonna probably have to wrap it up unless you got something else. Uh just a quote, and I'll keep it short since we went over. It's five. Boz Lerman, uh, same thing I've talked about before, called Wear Sunscreen. Oh, yeah. The quote is, do one thing that scares you every day. Oh, I like that. I don't know if I can top that because it's absolutely true. All right, we'll wrap up there, and we'll see you again Friday morning. See you Friday morning. Later.